Hi friends, it's your pal Mike Shea from Sly Flourish here with another episode of Sly Flourish's Lazy GM Prep. In this show, I go through steps from Return of the Lazy Dungeon Master while preparing for my Sunday role-playing game. In this case, I am running a Shadow Dark RPG campaign known as The Gloaming. This show, like all of the work of Sly Flourish, is brought to you by the patrons of Sly Flourish. Patrons get access to all kinds of cool, exclusive stuff like a preview of the City of Arches sourcebook, Uncovered Secrets Volume 1 and 2, a dedicated Discord server, a monthly Q&A, a whole bunch of exclusive adventures, a bunch of different tools to help you run your game just piles and piles of stuff you get for being a patron of sly flourish but most of all patrons help me put on shows like this to the patrons of sly flourish thank you so much for your outstanding support so last week was a big one the characters were crawling through a dungeon uh, underneath the town of wardenwood they found out that an evil hag was poisoning the people of the town and making their skin all sallow and you could like see through their skin and see their veins and they secreted like a weird oily sweat and it was really nasty. And so the characters went down in the well down here and they explored the well. They, they saw that there's some old tombs to the God of time that's down here, picked up some of that stuff, but they said, no, let's keep on, let's stay on target and they followed the well all the way up to the north where they met and fought the hag whose name is Drusilla, the witch of the gloaming. So Drusilla had been pretending to help the people of Wardenwood, but actually she's turning them all into slime people. And I wanted to tie Drusilla over to Mugdalblub, the Elder Ooze, who is kind of the main villain that exists in the nearby dungeon of Bittermold Keep. I kind of want the characters to go to Bittermold Keep. I know that's sort of, you know, railroady. Hey, you should go to Bittermold Keep, but there's this big dungeon and I'd like them to go there and I'd like them to enjoy it. So, so I want to have them off to Bittermold Keep. And I thought rather Drusilla, I think, was also tied to other things in the gloaming book, in the, the gloaming campaign itself. But I was like, I think it'd be kind of cooler if she was sort of, you know, interested in slime stuff. So they went up, they fought Drusilla. It was a hard fight. She threw a gray ooze on the ground and she threw this thing and it like formed into a big gray ooze. So they had to fight like a gray ooze and Drusilla. They cast sleep and there didn't seem to be anything that said that sleep wouldn't affect the gray ooze. So it seemed affected, but it, of course, did not affect Drizilla because she was higher CR, she was higher level. And so then they had to fight her. She beat some people up and, and all went well. One interesting thing is that the, when, when they came out of the pool here, they fought some slime zombies. These are like villagers who were dead, whose bodies had mostly decomposed into like oozy slime stuff. I just used the zombie stat block and reskinned it. And one of the characters was downed from it. They got critically hit or something. They ended up fighting, like facing two of them. They got critically hit and they were knocked down. And one, and then they, we roll, they rolled a die to see how many rounds they were going to last. And it was like one round when it was their turn. And then somebody said, I'm going to run over and heal. And someone else said, no, I'll get it. <laughs> and then they went around and when it was the other person's turn, they came back and they didn't heal the person. And then it hit that guy's turn again. And I'm like, you're, you're, you, you. And they're like, oh, I forgot that I was, I thought somebody had brought them up. I went, I stepped away for a minute and I came back and they're dead. And I was like, well, we're not going to roll up. I know like it was circumstance, but like, we're not going to roll it back. And the player whose character died was not particularly upset about it. And so they, you know, they, it was the first character death, first full on character death. And 
then so then they're like getting kind of getting their stuff back together and then i think oh they went into the water because they saw some shiny treasure in the water and they it, it turned out to be a boot full of silver it turned out it wasn't anything particularly good but then another slime zombie came out of the water whose leg was in the boot or whose leg was previously in the boot or something like that and then the character who had died came back as a zombie because i thought that'd be fun that was thalos and thalos was like the hero of the group he was the one that rescued uh varro when from getting eaten by a direwolf at the tower thalos was always like the the bastion of of good and then thalos so thalos became this zombie and thalos became the zombie and then one of the characters so then thalos is the player who played thalos cast charm person on the zombie of thalos and again we couldn't see a reason why it didn't take so i had the zombie was kind of like oh and i i, I kind of said like you managed to touch the the good the, the one last little bit of life that the thalos zombie has and then thalos kind of followed the characters around a bit he didn't really do anything helpful and the funny bit was they're all avoiding running in the water because the water's definitely filled with this like weird ooze stuff that'll disease you. One of the other characters drank the healing potion that Drusilla had given them. And so that cursed him. So now he's cursed. They need to find out how to break the curse. And I think breaking the curse is going to require going to going to Bitter Mold Keep. I think you need to get some substance from the actual pure, pure instantiation of Bitter Mold. And so the Thalos zombie is following the characters along. And he's like swimming. They're all trying to avoid going in the water. And he, and Thalos zombie is swimming and drinking the water like as he's swimming through. And they're like, well, I guess it's all right. He's already a zombie thing. And they find these like old creepy altars to Almazots down here. And they're covered in like blood and they're and but blood and super like like fossilized organs that had been laying out there. Like they are they were like crunchy potpourri of of organs. And, and they like look and like, oh, that's so gross. Like, when, I'm not going anywhere near that altar. And they turn around and they look back and Thalos zombie is like eating all the things right off the altar. Like, oh, Thalos, no, don't do that. Get that out of your, get that out of your mouth. And, <laughs> and then licking the bloody altar. Like, oh, Thalos, oh, how far you've fallen. So, so they all, we all had a good time with that. And then the characters faced Drusilla. They battled her. It was quite a fight. And they defeated her. And that is where we ended the game was they're underneath Wardenwood. Their plan, so they decided where they're going to go to next. And their plan is to go to Drusilla's hut to try to find more about curing the curse that has afflicted not only uh, Mugdalblub, but also, or not only Morden, Wardenwood, the people of Wardenwood, but also affected now more than one character. So, so that is where the game ended. It was, yeah, it was really, it was fun. Like we're having a great time or, you know, and the, 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 the sad bit is Thalos was the one who I think maximized his first hit point role and they got like a five out of six on his second one. So he had by far the most hit points of any of the characters. We have another character who rolled a one and then another one with a no con bonus. So he's got two hit points at level two and, and Thalos died. And so they, they, they really lost a, not only a, a character who was really interesting, but they lost a, a very powerful character that was able to help them a lot. So we are going to set up, I think for today, I think we only have three, three players today. It's going to be a light, a light group. So I think it'll be a good session of sort of getting from one place to another. My, I think I, I have a plan. I have a plan of what I, I think I want them to do and where I would like them to go. Uh, I'm going to leave options open, but I'm going to kind of, you know, I'm going to nudge towards particular options because it's got nice stuff. So I think uh, the strong start is that Thalos explodes. 
into ooze into an oozy mess very sad but i think we're going to start with one of the characters exploding because why not i one very important thing is i need to know what kind of treasure drusilla had on her to give the character so so the character like they defeated drusilla i'm sure she's not carrying nothing so what did she have on her so looting drusilla they might return to wardenwood they might go straight to drusilla's hut and then next steps and we'll 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 think of these but Muggleblub, the bandit i think Muggleblub is very likely where they're going to go because i think i'm going to be pushing that pretty hard so the journey to Muggleblub is one facing the red thorn or the red thorn bandits right is another they have like you know next steps an outstanding quest so the journey to Muggleblub, facing the red thorn bandits is another another option and what are some other ones yeah bitter mold yeah journey to middle journey to not the mug above to bitter mold journey to bitter mold keep return the remains of the green knights to the mire castle ruins that's another we haven't figured out anything about the gray wall priori yet They're, they don't have a quest that really takes them there they know uh where were the other gates so i guess they could visit they could visit haldron to learn more about the marrow gates and that could lead them on the quest of rescue haldron that could be a thing so we've got some good solid quests recover the uh, the cure to the curse of Mugdoblub at bitter mold keep that's probably their main quest face the red thorn bandits and close the marrow gate of the red thorn bandits i can simplify that quest a little bit inter the remains is that how you spell inter inter the remains of the green knights at the Meyer castle ruins and learn more about the marrow gates from the sorcerer. So those have those those are some good solid scenes of like where where things are gonna go. I think that can work out okay. Any secrets and clues? We have lots of secrets and clues that we want to recover. So what so Drusilla is a secret cultist of the ooze god Mugdalblub. Drusilla had been creating mass sacrifice of the people of wardenwood to her twisted god that's a good secret the cure to mugdalblub's curse lies in bitter mold keep the cure requires a purified sample of of mugdalblub's oozy body that's nice and gross uh let's see the trees of the gloaming are cursed. Each of them can become a gateway to Marrow, the dark world of Marrow, home of Almazat. Realm, realm of Almazat, of Almazat. Greaves Redthorn wishes to draw Undaluk, caller of, I think, do we have a, wish to draw, so Undaluk the Marrow Fiend we're going to get a big title. Caller, Herald of Almazat. So we have this kind of interesting relationship that, and I think we've already, I can't remember if I already described it. So this could be like a kind of a refresh. Some of these secrets and clues are sort of a refresh of Kytheros. There it is. Let me make sure I don't have a Kytheros already. I don't think I do. Funny how the database grows quickly. Lord of Time. 
and Kytheros is a father of father of Almazad. Almazad, also an NPC. Almazad, devourer of worlds, the devourer of fallen worlds, sort of like Galactus. He was created created by Kytheros to devour the worlds who fell, whose fate lines fell away from Almazad's plans, right? And then the herald, Almazad's herald to these fallen worlds is Undaluk, the Marrow Fiend. There, so that's all connected. We have Kytheros, we have Almazat, and we have Undaluk. Kytheros is the Lord of Time, sometimes known as the Weaver, and he, the Kytheros the, eaves all possible time timelines and knows all the possible paths that, that groups can take and sees these possible worlds. And they all formulate into the into Kytheros's master plans of like all of these worlds. But some of the threads of that go bad. They 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 break or they go loose or they rot or something. And those timelines, he's like, I don't want those anymore. And so I need some cleanup. So his cleanup was to create a creature called uh, called Almazat, the Devourer of Fallen Worlds. And Almazad is this super wolf-headed demon god. And Almazad's charge is to go destroy these other worlds. Get Just get rid of them and remove them. And when Almazad is going to go devour one of these worlds, he sends a herald known as Undaluk. And Undaluk sort of curses the world. So maybe, maybe Marrow. What if Marrow... We'll make a new one and we'll make a location. What if Marrow is where all of the remains of those worlds go the remains of fallen worlds dead worlds domain of almazat here the remains of fallen worlds go to rot and die almazat draws these worlds into marrow through the marrow gates this is you know what's funny is it's like a shockingly big scope for a really focused adventure. It's very epic. It's too epic, I think, for a Shadow Dark kind of adventure. But, I don't know, here we are. Sometimes that's where it takes you. Kytheris, the Lord of Time, created Almazats. Almazats sends Undaluk to prepare worlds for their destruction and disposal into Marrow. I think the Knights of St. Yidrith know this. The Knights of St. Yidrith know of the fall of the gloaming into Marrow and seek to stop it, even if it means cursing themselves to do it. That's cool. What about the Fae? So there's some fairy stuff. Titiana, Titiana, the Fae Queen, right? Let's make a sheet for her. Whoops. I think Titania knows, knows the world is falling. And has sent her minions, her fey friends, to the gloaming to recover ancient fey artifacts and other elements of beauty before the world falls into marrow. I think that's kind of fun. It's a lot of stuff going on. And it does feel awfully epic for a very low, sort of low power non non super heroic fantasy rpg 
And maybe that's just right. I tend to lean it. But hey, I'm taking a lot of this stuff. Well, no, it's not been making it. So locations. We're going to add bitter mold keep. That's going to be current. Is there a connection between Mugdoblub's presence and the coming of the, the destruction of the world through Marrow? I think that that could be an interesting secret. The entry of Mugdoblub into the gloaming is one of the signs to Kytheros that the gloaming needs to be devoured by Amazots. That makes sense. So maybe they can kind of push it away. Maybe they can kind of push away the coming of Marrow by defeating Mugdoblub. That's like a quest. So we have Bitter Mold Keep. Oh, Drusilla's Hut, right? Another location. And the Redthorn, Redthorn Camp and Marrow and the Marrow Tree. I want to tie these all to that those quests are. Bitter Mold Keep, Redthorn Bandits. Oh, Meyer Castle Ruins is another one. I don't think I really need to fill those out because I don't think the characters are necessarily going to go there. I do want to fill out Drusilla's hut because I think they're going there. So we should we should move that move that one up. Wardenwood is is there. We'll move that one up. Bitter Mold Keep will probably be ahead of these other ones. The Twisted Marrow Tree. Oh yeah. So I wanted them to find another marrow tree along the way. They might do that. So Drusilla's hut. Let's take a look at Dyson and see if he happens to have a map. That would be go well for a witch's hut. I doubt it. I don't. I don't. I don't know that I've seen one. But we'll we'll do some scanning. I just used that one. Look at these big maps. This is kind of a fun one. The maw. Hey, my mom is here. Hi, mom. We will keep the maw on hand. That might be a good. I could. I could use that in a pinch. Essentially, they go to the hut and there's nothing there, and it turns out she's doing all her work in the maw. Look at that. There's a spelljammer. He's got a spelljammer ship now. At I'm looking for kind of a hut with a dungeon underneath is what I'm what I'm generally looking for. A lot of old crypts. I actually don't need the hut part. I could just do the caves underneath. And I don't think I want them to be particularly big. I'm not looking to do like a huge dungeon delve. You know, few three or four chambers would be fine. I don't think I've used that one before. Look at that. That one's super big. Big multi-level thing. Kind of fun. One thing about going through the Dyson maps is while you're looking for one for your current game, it kind of gives you ideas of other things that you can see. And you're like, oh, well, I'm going to use that somewhere else. I think I used this one before, but not, I don't think I used it for, I don't think I used it for this game. It doesn't really matter if I've used it before either. I, just, I don't want to use it for the same group, for the same, for the same story. You could spend an entire day just going through these maps. Walt APR found one. That's cool. The tiered pool cave. I like it. I don't know if I need the tiered pools though. Crypts underneath old castles. Always a good always a good one. This isn't bad. I use this one for my witch light game. I kinda like this one. I think we'll use this one. She could have her slimy, slimy pool. There could be a couple of ways in and she's got sort of her secret lair, and I think that's where she has her little laboratory, her hidden laboratory. I think that that would be that would be good. Let me save this to my desktop, and we're going to convert it to JPEG tools. So the first thing you do is adjust the size because it's 9600. We're going to make it 4000 wide and, and tall, and then export to JPEG. Boom, and then Albert. We go to Albert. We go to our scenes. Make a new scene, new from from new map. There we go. 
And I think we're going to make it 64. I always make it twice as big because I want, I, I like to have maps that are a good size for the characters to move around in. And we go to our tokens and we'll drop a token in to see. Yeah, that looks right. Yeah, it's a little big, but we don't mind. That way there's room, room to move around and move, room to do stuff. It is currently all, I think it's filled in, right? It's already fogged. Yeah, it's already filled in with fog. And we want the snapping off. I think this is already set. Grid snapping is off. And there's no, I think there's no visible grid, right? Because I don't like, I don't, I don't use grids. So that is, now we've got our map ready to go. All right. So with our remaining time, most important, let's go to the Shadow Dark book. Let's go to treasure and we've got a magic items and we're going to scroll through here. This is kind of cool. The magic item idea generator. Let's, let's try this for fun. Oh, I got a D20 right here. The, let's see, nine Memnons, 12 skull, five of Brack. What is Brack? Memnon skull of Brack. That's weird. How about Memnon's Skull of Power? That sounds cool. That is the item that they find, a powerful artifact. So what kind of things can it do? Let's see. Maybe it can cast a couple of spells. Let's make it powerful, right? Why not make give him something powerful? So we're going to roll 2d6. Five. Ooh, already pretty good. Six. It casts a tier two spell. And that spell is six. It can cast invisibility. Why didn't she use that? And it can do another spell. Let's say it can do one to three spells. No, two to three. So two or three, it can do three spells. The next one is another tier two spell. And that is web. Man, I'm nailing those fives. Five, six, seven, eight. Tier three spell. Seven. Illusion. Hmm. Gaseous form is kind of better. I think we're going to go with gaseous form. I don't know how to spell gaseous form. It can, it can do it once, and you still have to roll to see if it works using your ability, right? And you will expend it or not. So, But it's, if, if, if it works, it's still done for the day. One, one each. So Memnon's Skull of Power. That's powerful. That's kind of a fun item, right? And it's not super OP because they still have to roll to see if you can do it. And it's still like a 50-50 shot. It's not going to work. And it gives you invisibility, web, and gaseous form. I don't think that that's violating. I don't think, you know, I think that that's, I think that that's cool. Let's see. We could do a couple of other rolls on the treasure table too. Uh, I think I'll have them roll for other things that she's carrying. Two other rolls. We'll do that. We will roll to kind of see what they run into on their journey to Drizilla's hut when, they, when we do our hex crawl. So I'm not going to worry about monsters too much. But when we look at the location, let's look at Drusilla's hut. So they will, from her, they'll go into her hut and it will appear to be like a medicine woman's hut, but any kind of investigation will show them that they're, that it's really BS, right? But then they will find a hidden trapped door down into her labs. And that will, we'll start one, which is at the 12 o'clock position and we will go around clockwise. So one is the entry to Drew's Cove. I guess it's kind of a cove. Yeah, sort of a cove-like. 
Anything notable that she would have down here? Probably a couple of oozes, right? Ooze guardians. Then down in the water, small boat. Oh, let's see. So that, that tunnel on the right is a hidden escape tunnel to the outer woods. Then cursed pond filled with corpses and ooze corpses. They won't attack someone holding Memnon's skull. Small boat to travel across the pond. Let's see, tunnel to lower mushroom grove and the underdark. Steal that from Forgotten Realms, but so what? What is that area in the lower left? What could that be? Oh, and the underdark, underdark critters could come up. What would that lower, that lower left area be? That's a good question. I don't know. Because that's not her lab proper. It's probably not her disposal area. It could be like leaky body, a pile of leaky bodies, right? That's kind of flowing into the flowing into the thing. So then they got the, the main doors, Drusilla's lab, and they're trapped. Then a altar to Mugdoblub. Tapestries of Mugdoblub's arrival in Bitter Mold Keep. Then her main laboratory is that one imp companion is there. And then she has her experimental area, her, her, she has her, her study and then she has her laboratory and we have crystallized ooze people or things didn't quite go. Maybe, maybe a marrow, maybe marrow crystals. So that's that in the lower area. So that, that gives some fun stuff to explore down in Drusilla's area. So I'm good with that. And we can roll for some random treasure in her study. And the book with the formula for the cure for Mugdoblub's curse. And that's the real thing that they need. Cool. Does she have a servant that takes care of her hut? I don't think so. I don't think there's any other NPCs that they might run into. One NPC they might run into We'll go to the random generator here, come up with an NPC, Jupiter Wormhood. And she is a scout of Titania, who's been watching Drusilla and her hut for some time. Cool, so that way we, can, we have a connection too. Uh, all right, so let's take a quick scan through everything. I've got a strong start. Thalos's body's gonna explode, looting Drusilla, finding Memnon's skull. So we have our strong start. We have our scenes, looting Drusilla, returning to Wardenwood, going to the hut, meeting Jupiter, and then navigating Drusilla's lab. And then they have their next step, go to Bittermold Keep, close the marrow gate of the Redthorn Bandits, inter the remains of the Green Knights. They can decide what they're going to do. Probably, I'm hoping Bittermold Keep, and I probably Bittermold Keep, given that's where the cure is, and one of the characters is going to die without it. Drusilla, Witch of the Gloaming, is a secret cultist of the ooze god Mugdoblub. We have a bunch of secrets and clues. We're all set there. Fantastic locations. We're good. We got the Wardenwood. We got Drusilla's Hut, which we just did. Got all that. NPCs. I don't know. I keep forgetting to pull my example off of this. We've got the Scout of Tatiana. We have Drusilla, who's dead. We have Matilda Bauer, the Wardenwood Elder. The Lovestruck Dwarf, who is no longer Lovestruck, and Gods and Factions. Uh, monsters we don't really have to worry about. Those are in the books. 
we can just yank that section completely. And treasure, we have uh, Memnon Skull of Power. So we are all set. I feel like I've got everything I need to run a fun Shadow Dark game today. Friends, I'm going to thank all of you for hanging out with me today while I prepared for my Shadow Dark game. If you enjoyed this show and you want more material like this, the best way to see all of the work that I do is to subscribe to the Sly Flourish newsletter. There is a link to it in the show notes. It is absolutely free to sign up. You get a free Adventure Generator PDF just for signing up, and you get a weekly RPG-related email sent directly to your inbox. You can also support me directly on Patreon. Patrons get access to all kinds of exclusive features, tools, adventures, source books, tip guides, Discord server, monthly Q&A, all kinds of great stuff for being a patron. It's very reasonably priced. You can find a link to that in the show notes as well. Or you could pick up any of my books, including Return of the Lazy Dungeon Master, The Lazy DM's Companion, and The Lazy DM's Workbook, all available on the Sly Flourish bookstore. Links for all of that in their show notes. Thank you all so much. Have a great day and get out there and play an RPG.